It ain't the left side or the right side, then it must be the fin side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side here with Kat and Paul. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Also, check us out on thefinside.threadless.com for our merchandise. Even though the free agency has not really has not started yet, obviously, Paul and I are going to take a really high-level look at the Dolphins' quarterback situation what we would do, what we could possibly stay away from, and what Chris Greer and Brian, and potentially Brian Flores will do to handle this situation. Are they going to go the free agent route? Are they going to go the draft? Maybe a combination here of these areas. So before we get into that, Paul, I'm just going to set the table a little bit as far as what the situation is right now and who's potentially out there. So right now, as it stands, obviously Ryan Tannehill is number one on the depth chart. Number two is Blake Bortles, or, or Blake Bortles, excuse me, Brock Osweiler, <laughs> who's a free agent. Number three is David Fales, who's also a free agent. Number four is Luke Falls, or Luke Falk, who will come back as well for minimum payment. But let's take a look at Ryan Tannehill. So if the Dolphins were to designate Ryan Tannehill as a post-June 1st cap cut, the way that that looks right now is – it would be a $26.6 million cap hit there, and they can save about $18.7 million by designating him as that June 1st cap cut. So really it's up for grabs right now whether or not that happens. A lot of people think it will. I think it will. It seems like it's a good way for the Dolphins to turn the page. As we go into free agency, you take a look at – Players who will be available. Teddy Bridgewater is the hot name who's really gotten a lot of attention by playing less, it seems. Tyrod Taylor is also going to be a free agent from the Browns. He's had some success in the past. Joe Flacco should be on the free agent market. And Nick Foles, also long story, but he can opt out of his contract as well and hit that market too where he might be a big name. Then you've got some – Lesser names, Ryan Fitzpatrick, RG3, Sam Bradford, who could just put your finger in the dam. David Fales and Luke Falk, there's a lot of, I'm not sure if it's a joke or not, but people are talking about, hey, if you're going to fail, fail with one of them, and you do it at minimum salary. And then finally, the NFL draft, you've got players like Dwayne Haskins, Kyler Murray, Daniel Jones, Andrew Locke, who we're all going to talk about here in the upcoming months, but Paul, that's a long way for me to ask you here. Taking a look at how the table has been set as the Dolphins approach free agency and the NFL draft, what do you think, gut feeling right now, the Dolphins, regardless of what the coaching situation decides to do, where do you think that they should go? Well, I'm going to start with that top-tier free agents, if Nick Foles opts out, et cetera, which I don't actually think is going to happen. Uh, you could take those and just throw that on the dumpster pile. The Miami is looking to rebuild, to rebuild young, and, and to build through the draft. And what it would take to get these guys in here, you're not going to be doing that. And I don't think that's the direction Miami's going to go. So take that top tier and, and throw them on the scrap heap. Now, as far as Tannehill goes, they don't have to be in any kind of rush to make a move with him. They can wait till after the draft to cut him and still give him that post June first, et cetera. I mean, it, it's 
crappy to do, but you know what? It's in the best interest of the team right now to potentially have Tannehill as a placeholder. There's no harm, no foul by doing that for the time being. See what you get in the draft. See what you get in free agency and then make a move. Now, I could see a scenario where you bring in a Tyrod Taylor. I could see a scenario where Dolphins fans start using the fail with fails hashtag. But I think fails does have some potential. You can bring him back into camp if you can. Bring Luke Falk into camp and try to get somebody in that first round of the draft if the right quarterback, if you're, you know, I, I don't think Haskins falls to them, but there's a very realistic possibility that Kyler Murray does. If uh, Foles stays with the Eagles, Carson Wentz could be available on the trade market, but I don't want to make those type of moves either because you're going to have to give up those first round picks that you want to use for a guy like Kyler Murray, for a guy like Tua next year's draft. Uh, so it's, it's really Miami, I think either stays with, Tannehill and a young draft pick for this season or signs like a Tyrod Taylor, one of those mid-tier guys that you can get on a short-term deal that's team-friendly. That's a good breakdown there, and I I think I, we're kind of on the same page with that. As far as what's out there, my big thing that I don't want the Dolphins to do, I've made it very clear on the show that I want the Dolphins to get rid of Ryan Tannehill. You know, whether that's – I don't see my feelings changing on that post-June 1st, even if the Dolphins don't get somebody. I think his time here is done. But what I think would be really bad is if they found themselves in a situation where they were out signing Nick Foles or Joe Flacco for 15 to $20 million a year. So what that would mean is that you're paying about $8 million to cut Ryan Tannehill, and then you're turning around and spending 15 to $20 million on Foles or Flacco, presumably, to not fix the quarterback problem. To me, that's the worst way the Dolphins can go, because if Foles and Flacco come in and do a reasonably good job, they might be between six and eight wins exactly where they don't want to be. Right. Exactly. And and you know what? The thing I would say, too, on the Tannehill piece is, if you're going to cut Tannehill and sign, say, Tyrod Taylor for $12 million a year and the difference is negligible between what you're paying out at the quarterback position, if you're someone listening to the show and you're not high on Tannehill and you don't want anybody in this year's draft and you, or say they miss on Kyler Murray and a few others in this year's draft and have to look to next year to, to get their young first-round quarterback, maybe you want Ryan Tannehill at the helm. Maybe if you think he's going to fail in, in 2019 – you want him there because he gives you that chance to get down to two a level. I don't know. Uh, but for me, I, I'd love to see Tannehill here grooming Kyler Murray unless they can get someone in on the cheap to be that placeholder that maybe Kyler Murray beats out in camp. The one guy I'm looking at is Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I shudder to say his name because I want to make it very clear. I do not think the guy's going to come in and do a great job. I don't think he's going to take the Dolphins to the playoffs. But I do think he can come in and be that placeholder type, and he can do it at, in my opinion, five, six million a season. And when you look at how Fitzpatrick played last year, I mean, the first five weeks of the season, he was the talk of the NFL. They were calling him Fitz Magic for a reason. The other side of that is downside is incredibly low. But I think that's a good thing for the Dolphins because if you bring him in here for cheap, he catches fire. You never know what could happen. And then on the other side, if you bring him in and he's crap, the Dolphins are going to be losing a lot of games. You pull him, you put in a younger guy, and you let him get the snaps instead. So 
that makes a lot of sense. So I want the quarterback I want the Dolphins to get, assuming Tannehill's not here, is somebody who is either going to be has, has the chance to catch fire, has that slight chance to catch fire, or it's going to be complete garbage, at which point the Dolphins are going to find themselves in a good position to have a top-five pick next year. Yeah, I'd love to see Miami get somebody that basically, and this is going to sound odd, can come in and start for you like a Fitzpatrick, but you're also okay with sliding into that backup role if Miami gets that young rookie this year or even next year. That that can take the reins. You don't have too much tied up in that quarterback position to be a backup, and you're in good shape there. Now, who knows? I mean, I don't know what the team's talked about with Ryan Tannehill. Maybe they've talked about restructuring a bit uh, to make it a little more team friendly, but secure him a little bit long term. So maybe he is that guy that they keep around keeping that starting role and then slide into the backup role. Maybe restructuring his contract opens up the possibility of a draft day trade to to make a move around. I mean, I'm not saying you're going to get a first for him, but Chris Greer has already shown a propensity for the third through fifth round of the draft to get some good players in the door. So even if you're able to get Kyler Murray and move Tannehill for, say, a fourth-round pick, I've got faith in Chris Greer to, to build the team that way. My prediction remains what it was a few weeks ago. Ryan Tannehill ends up getting traded to the Redskins for a fourth-round pick. I hate playing Madden, but it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I could see Daniel Snyder taking a look at Tannehill and thinking because of his low interception total and his top-10 draft pick physical skills that he could potentially – be a good placeholder for them there and maybe a little bit more. I think a change of scenery behind a good offensive line would do very well for Ryan Tannehill. I'm not saying he can't go elsewhere and be a good quarterback. I just think his time here after eight years is done. So we're going to see how that goes. But switching to the draft, Paul, you know, I think the Dolphins have two cracks at the plate. And we're going to get to the free agency quarterbacks and upcoming shows as well as the draft picks. I think it's a little premature for that. But just to give our listeners a sense of where these guys are projected here today, um, this past weekend I combined the big boards of Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, Matt Miller, Dane Brugler, and somebody from CBS. I'm not quite sure. I can't remember the name offhand now. But um, when I combined these big boards, where they ranked overall consensusly, Dwayne Haskins, quarterback from Ohio State, was 11th on the board. And Kyler Murray was 22nd, the quarterback from Oklahoma. Daniel Jones from Duke, who's starting to really get some attention here as a cerebral type of quarterback. He is 26th. And Drew Locke from Missouri, who I've seen a lot of. Uh, My family and I have season tickets to Mizzou. have seen a lot of games live, seen a lot of film, pretty much seen every pass this guy's made. He's got the arm for sure. He's ranked 39th. And then as you get further down in the draft, you've got some third, fourth, or fifth round picks as well that the Dolphins could take a look at too. So even though it sounds counterintuitive, Paul, they don't necessarily have to say we've got to risk it all to get a quarterback this year because of what is probably going to be available in 2020 and 2021. Oh, agreed. I mean, there, there are some good players coming out in the next couple of years. And, and really, you know, it, it's – I expect to see three quarterbacks go in the top 12 or so. So, I mean, it might be a scenario where if there is one that Miami's enamored with this year, they may need to move up a little bit. I don't know. Uh, we will, we'll definitely be diving a lot more into that as the off season progresses, 
But, again, I, I'm a big fan of Kyler Murray, but the big question mark for me with him is whether or not he's going to stick with football. I know he, yeah. he declared for the draft here. He's got the option with the A's. We could see a scenario where he comes out, isn't exactly enamored with how he's doing right away, and decides he loves baseball and goes away. So that's where Chris Greer and the scouting department really need to sit down and get a feel for where this kid is at. Uh, as far as his love of football and if he wants to play. That's the only holdup for me. I don't care about his height. Yeah, I I do care about his height if it's too short. I mean, if we're talking about – if Kyler Murray goes in there and he measures in at 5'10 half, let's say, then I think I might be willing to pull the trigger on him. But if he goes in there and we're talking about 5'8", I might rethink a couple of things. And the key word is might. I mean – we're starting to talk about somebody who's not even as tall as Doug Flutie in the NFL at that point. But then again, you, you see that he, I mean, he went to University of Oklahoma. Baker Mayfield went there the year before. He was the number one overall pick. Kyler Murray f- slides in there, fills some big shoes. A name that Dolphins fans have thrown around with Kyler Murray makes me chuckle. It's Pat White, a former pick. And that <laughs> – and let me let me educate some people. Kyler Murray last year threw for over 4,300 yards, ran for 1,000 more at Oklahoma. And Pat White never threw for over eight for, for over 1,900 yards in any season at West Virginia. Yeah, I don't really buy that comparison at all. It's, you know, Pat White's also the closest thing we've seen to a murder victim on an NFL field. So... Yeah, we're... yeah, that's that's correct. Yeah, <laughs> that hit against the Steelers, I still ugh, still haunts me. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Paul, we've got a lot of a lot of options here and out there in, in free agency, and well, not a lot of them, but there are a lot of names out there in free agency, and a lot of interesting draft picks. You're going to see a lot of these players go up and go down the board. I mean, I don't think it would surprise anybody at this point if Dwayne Haskins ends up being that number one overall pick with Kyler Murray number two. It's probably not going to happen, but, you know, it's more likely to happen for these two guys than in 2016 in January for anybody to project Jared Goff and Carson Wentz to be the, the top two picks. They were, and obviously they've had great NFL success. Carson Wentz has a Super Bowl ring, even though he didn't play in the Super Bowl. And Jared Goff is going to the Super Bowl. So the Dolphins eventually are going to have to make a move like that. Anything else you want to throw in there about the quarterback spot, Paul? No, I mean, one thing I'd just like to say is I'd love for our listeners to let us know what they would do if they were the Dolphins this offseason. Let us know in the comments down below. Make sure you leave a like and subscribe as well. Just just let us know what you're thinking for Miami at the quarterback position. I think we're going to get a lot of varied and different answers on this one. You bet. And that will do it for our high-level look at the Miami Dolphins quarterback situation. You can follow Paul and I on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fin side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side. Then it must be the fin side. side. It ain't the left side, left side or the right, right side. side. Then it must be the fin side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do again. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.